0: Hello again everyone and welcome to another Ordinary Joe's Town Talk. I'm Joey Chapman and we're powered by our Town Gwinnett Magazine. We're broadcasting live on the In Results Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn & Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful downtown Stone Mountain, Georgia. I am so excited today to have Ryan Queen with us who is the principal of Trickham Middle School. Welcome Ryan, so glad to have you, man. Absolutely. Glad, glad to be here thank you good to see you and y'all are the second
1: largest middle school in the state of georgia correct i can tell you we're the second largest middle school in the county and as everything in gwinnett we're probably the also the second largest in the state but we are the second largest in the county a little over 2200 students very cool very cool that's a lot of students um and full disclosure
0: and by the way, welcome uh, Ryan Flowers, hey, my uh, co-host. No,
2: I'm a prop. I'm good. I'm good. You get two Ryans today, so I you know, can't it's very you mess up a name, that's on you. <laughs> that's <all
0: right>. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. Yeah, it could. No, thank you, sir, for Doing being hard. here. Oh, my um, pleasure. But full disclosure, my two boys did go to Trickham, and Kay Sands at the time was the principal. Yes. And so was Calvin Watts was there as an assistant principal. Mm-hmm. I think so. He was the principal right. Before k was yeah. oh, were well you okay, so
2: so th- they must have been there when the two of yeah. them I was thinking that you went you went uh, Calvin and then K, and then you came after K, right, I came after K, yeah. yes, okay. yep, and prior to
1: k becoming principal, she was an assistant principal,
2: okay, they're they're all in that trick and wall mm-hmm. of fame, okay, yeah. That's remember it right, the no, wall of principles. the wall of principles.
0: And I and I knew him. I knew both of them very uh, just you know a little bit, but they were super mm-hmm. nice people. I was really glad to hear Calvin was back in the Gwinnett.
1: Yeah, we're very excited to welcome him back to Gwinnett, and uh, absolutely, he uh, was a being here. Yeah, he was much loved at
0: Trickle. I, mm-hmm. I, every parent I talked to just absolutely thought he was a great guy.
1: I have to say, I was uh, quite. Well, I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was quite pleased for sure uh, that the first school he visited when he came back as superintendent. Shows was, up at Tricker yeah, Middle he School. Did. It was a great day. I
2: thought we had had lunch right around there, and you we were like, did. "He goes, guess what?" It's like uh, Calvin came to our school first. Of, <laughs> he was visiting like every Gwinnett County School, and he's like, so, "Well, it's nothing better than the f- first first rodeo." There you go. That's, that's cool. That's, that's very cool. That's
0: though. quite an honor. That's great. It was man. wonderful. And uh, one other thing, I was going to say, I, I know John Mangano, who I think is friends with with you as well, mm-hmm. and and then Lee Walk from Parkview, mm-hmm. super people. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Ryan, uh,
1: just tell us more about yourself. Give us some personal background. Yeah. Buy so um, as far as uh, growing up, I didn't grow up in the Gwinnett area. I, I grew up in Fayette County, okay. attended Fayette County schools. Uh, but I like to say that Gwinnett and in particular Parkview High School is the foundation of my professional career as well as my current personal life. Um, 25 years ago, I started as a biology teacher at Parkview High School. Lee and I were uh, in the same department, teaching the same subject. She was Lee Smith back then, but. Uh, uh, You're
2: working on that long term memory right there. That's there impressive. You go. There you go. There you go.
1: And uh, so that's definitely where my career began. Um, and then, of course, because of my interaction in this community, I was able to meet my wife, uh, who is a alum of this community. And, um, you know, the rest is history, so to speak. Uh, but I met her through her parents and through Parkview Soccer. Okay, great, and uh, and she's
2: she's your wife. I know this, but uh, Kim, but she's mm -hmm. AP at uh, Parkview, right?
1: She is. So uh, she started her teaching career at South Gwinnett High School and moved on through a progression of a number of things, but ultimately spent 19 years at South Gwinnett. Okay, and uh, has recently made the change to her alma mater here at Parkview. Uh, I think she's, I think she's completed three years now. Yeah, Uh, so. So did you go to Fayette County High School? Or? So that's the kind of weird. I, I grew up in Fayette County, um, but um, I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s for high school. And okay. if economics was middle of a recession, my dad was in management and uh, we were glad for him to have a job, but he kept getting transferred. So um, I went to elementary, junior high in Fayette County, and then uh, for f- my four years in high school, Uh, Three years I spent in South Florida, uh, Broward County, Mm -hmm. and uh, my final year was in Hoover City Schools in Birmingham, Wow, where today it is known as Hoover High School, but my diploma says W.A. Berry High School, which is what it was known in, in its old location.
2: That's what I think Ryan and I shared with you before, that's how (laughs) Laura, my wife, was she had, they moved and moved, and her dad was in that job like that, and she had, whereas mine was probably Joey's pretty much consistent all the way through K through 12. Uh, she moved and moved and moved. So if she asked me, we got married. She's like, I want our kids to be in one spot, whatever. Yeah. And I said, when we're all said and done, I'm moving towards the water. I hear you. <laughs> so, so I fulfilled my promise. So we'll, have, we'll always have our Gwinnett getting presents, yeah. But it's, uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it, moving like that's tough. You know, it, it could be, be a little challenging. It worked out well.
1: I came back to Atlanta to go to college. I uh, did my undergrad at Oglethorpe. Just outside of uh, Buckhead area. Great and, school. Uh, love it there. Go Petrels. Yeah. Um, you know, the extinct bird. Gotta yeah. Love it. Pe- Petrels? <laughs> Petrels. Okay. Uh, okay. They were number two on David like a- Letterman's top 10 list oh. of the worst college mascots. They okay. They were beat, okay. Out, well, that's good. beat out by only the UC Santa Cruz banana slugs. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, Oglethorpe's a great school. I loved it. But it was was neat. My parents actually followed me back here to Atlanta. Um, Same house I grew up in. They still live there today. They never sold it during all those times. So I have an older brother and I have a younger sister. And both of them spent every day four years of high school at Fayette County High School. I'm the middle child. I never spent a day at Bay County High School. It's <laughs> oh my gosh, quite that's weird. so weird.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> now that's interesting. Um, Hoover's got a great uh, baseball program too. They, they great football just
1: program, beat us. baseball program. They did. They <laughs> they won a close uh, one nothing. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I remember at, that. In Hoover. Yeah they, yeah, they play over
2: there. Yeah, yeah, I remember part of
1: And Hoover's coming here to uh, the Big Orange Jungle. Coming here to uh, Parkview on the twenty sixth. So we've got a chance at revenge. Uh, we do. That's we
0: awesome! Yeah. I'm so excited about that. That's they're gonna be cool. Ryan,
2: they're gonna bring Ryan and his rehab phone <laughs> out there. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. operating. He's operating without his phone today, folks. Being fixed, so he's he's feeling a little he's like a little he's missing. a little jittery. <laughs> he's got the jittery phone <laughs> withdrawal syndrome.
0: It's so hard to believe that we are so dependent on phones. It's unreal. It's true. We are. We are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how did you get into
1: education? Yeah, so uh, went to Oglethorpe, which is uh, not a. Um, I mean, it's a liberal arts institution. Sure. I went there for for more than, than just a degree. It was a fabulous school. Uh, I'll be honest, I started out as a biology degree. Uh, I finished as a biology degree, uh, but my uh, trajectory changed in college. I expected to uh, you know, follow biology into med school and wherever that may lead and uh, realized that uh, I really like teaching a whole lot better. I liked helping folks. Uh, I worked with my fraternity and I did the uh you know new member education and i just really fell in love with um teaching and uh got into education through there and in fact that's how i ended up at parkview i was sitting in my um, class next to the guy we were putting down where we wanted to student teach. I, I had done an internship in this county or this county or this county. And I said, well, I just know I want to be in Gwinnett. That's the one place I haven't been yet.
2: <laughs> and awesome. he says
1: to me, he says, well, put down Parkview High School. I said, Park what? Hi, what was <laughs> it?" In? And it was his alma mater. And I was like, okay, I put it down. Sure <laughs> enough, I got the placement. I did my student teaching there, I had a wonderful mentor teacher. Uh, I was lucky enough to be offered a position at the time. And um, you know, most folks had said to me, how'd you get a position at Parkview high school as a new teacher? Did someone die? You know, <laughs> and I, it was all about right place, right time. You know, things are meant to be. And, uh, it was, it was a great opportunity. I, truth be told, I accepted a part-time position on the prayer that it would open to a full time, which it did. And so I started that year, that fall 97, um, and it, it's been great, um, in fact, that was first state football championship that fall. That's, that's right. That's so cool. Fall ninety-seven. Uh I think we got uh four state championships in the six years I was
2: I started out there, and that's a pretty good run. It's funny you guys saying that. I got an email this morning from um, you guys know Mike Levengood uh and and Eric Godfrey. They're working they're doing a twentieth year celebration of the two thousand one 2001 thousand one, two thousand uh, two, two. Uh, football championships, and they were asking, could we get them exposure for the event? But they're bringing all the players back, so I guess twenty-year celebration. I remember going to one of those games. At, at Twenty years—that's fantastic. It was
1: great. It was insane. I kn- I know Michael for a long time. Taught his middle right. child or his child, Michael Levin. right? Yeah. Um, had had some great uh experiences with him and during that time. I was um coaching a lot of different things, including academic bowl, and I got to yeah. spend a lot of time with child michael uh through the academic goal and they great michael and month. peggy
2: absolutely yeah it was, yeah. they're still at it they still are, at it giving back they're yep. great they're,
1: folks giving
0: back to in, the, the community super supportive of this area which is so so nice and y'all have already touched on athletics but um mm. i know you enjoy the fact that parkview's had so many great teams and coaches and now you're kind of in the theater system mm-hmm. you know for that which is cool
1: i mean and Trick'em I think y'all had some really good basketball teams. out of trick We have the interesting thing with middle school basketball in Gwinnett County or middle school athletics in Gwinnett County Public Schools is really the only athletic program is basketball. Yeah. Really? Um, Okay. There's been a long time partnership between GCPS and Gwinnett Parks and Rec. So we're a big supporter of Parks and Rec and we try and push through the Parks and Rec. In fact, there used to be an actual connection where the high school community school was partially funded through Parks and Rec. Uh, so this this relationship between uh, the Board of Education and Parks and Rec go back a long time. And so from an athletic standpoint, the middle schools really
2: only do boys
1: and girls basketball and cheerleading and that's
2: it my, my girls my oldest two uh both played seventh and eighth grade basketball at trickham mm-hmm. which served them well later in soccer you know my my youngest one was forced to specialize at an early age that's the, you know that's the world we're in now i hear you you know you know that from softball but yeah. uh but i was thinking about that those were some good times and uh my my oldest daughter is now be 23 later this year she had one game against Archer. Where I, I did, popped up on my Facebook feed, where she hit four three pointers. And I'm like, look at that. You, can you still do that? And she's like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's great as far as that goes it because cool.
1: it is it cool. the only sport. Uh, a, lot a lot of athletes do it, not yeah. necessarily basketball yeah. players. A lot of athletes are involved. My child, you mentioned my youngest who plays softball, uh, she played both as seventh and eighth grade there, Trickham basketball has not played since, it's that being a part. Yeah. Um, we had a longtime boys basketball coach, Jeff Verde. Uh, yeah. Spent 28 years Great man. Uh, coaching um, middle school basketball. And to listen to some of the stories about the athletes he's had over the years, the Jeff Frank cores and all the folks that you wouldn't think are necessarily basketball players, they played that was them. fine. They all participated in middle school basketball and the memories, Jeff, uh, Jeff retired during the pandemic year. Yes. We couldn't really do a, a good send-off to mm-hmm. Jeff, and we didn't have a basketball season that season. We didn't have a basketball banquet that season. Gosh. So we didn't really have a swan song type of a season uh, for that. But uh, I worked with his wife. We reached out to a lot of his old uh, athletes who made videos, and our broadcast crew took all those videos, put them in a compilation video, and oh, kind of presented that's it to awesome. Him. At uh, the retirement ceremony that we that we had at Trickham for all of our teachers, we were able to share that. And, and he had kids, well, they're grown men, uh, you know, from 93, 95, 98. And they just talk about, you know, when we get together as kids and we talk about growing up, we always talk about, remember that year playing middle
2: school basketball? <laughs> there's um, something, so, to, there's just something to be said. And you know cool. this, Ryan, and you did the same, Joey, jo- with your boys and travel baseball. There's something to be said about, being in front of your, your friends, you know, and then it's just so different as you guys know, you've done the clubs, you know, we've done all the club scene, parents yelling at you, whatever. But when you get to be in front of your friends, we had a a Brookwood Parkview soccer match the other night that ended in a little bit of a fight altercation at Brookwood. Uh, We're going to be back at Parkview in a couple of weeks, folks. So I'm hoping the SROs are in strong because I had to go break it up. (laughs) It absolutely
1: is different. I mean, as far as that goes, um, uh, Ryan, you and I have talked plenty of times. Uh, my youngest daughter is, is highly competitive in softball, and we've been on travel teams for many, many years. Uh, but she'll tell you, it's different playing for her high school. So she's played the last two seasons for Parkview, and it's totally different. It's when fun. you play with your friends, the kids you go to school with, the letter jackets, the the orange, quite frankly. They get to see what you, you know, do and
2: you love, right? It is. Absolutely. Versus, no, you know, the parents in your ear all weekend and then you come back to school and they don't know what you do with all your right. time. So because I, I think that travel thing,
1: everybody's got their own lives. They come together, they compete, but then they go back to yeah. their own lives. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I think it's also
0: fascinating just while we're on the sports subject that we've got Matt Olson coming back to the yeah, Braves. That's yeah. really cool. Did you teach Matt? I you? did not. So my okay.
1: time frame at Parkview ended in 2003. Uh, it's, um, I got an opportunity for a different op, a different thing in the district, and I've been blessed by every one of those experiences. I moved on, uh, as a technology coordinator, which is what Ryan's wife <laughs> currently does, okay. right. uh, moved it to me far, far
2: away yeah. from any such devices. <laughs>
1: uh from there you know i got an opportunity to move into leadership and assistant principal i got some uh time at the district office and then i was able to come back to parkview in 2015 as the associate principal okay so i missed that time frame of matt olson but my recollection is of course jeff rancourt sure Uh, jeff and and all the guys that came through during that time um uh, i never forget my wife and i took a trip up to boston uh when uh, jeff was still playing with the Braves the first time before he got traded and, uh, we were able to see him there in Fenway and, Very cool. you know, he comes running over, hugging you. Hey, Mr. Queen, how's so it going? Cool. So those relationships you, you build with kids, uh, that you, um,
2: you know, their lifetime. I'll tell you, tell you a funny story. I had a, um, uh, TV show that I'm doing and I had reached out Now just think about the timing of this. I've kept in contact with Frank Corr and Matt Olson through text. You know, they, they got a million people reaching out, but they had been in both of my radio shows. So I wanted to bring them on and do a two part series. And we've kind of gone talked about this when I knew it was going to happen. I, I didn't realize this until the other day, six days ago, I sent them separate text about coming on this, not knowing a clue of what was going on. Needless to say, I didn't get a response. So yesterday <laughs> I wrote uh, to Matt and I said, Hey, you don't even need to respond. Just really proud of you. And I'm a big Freddie Freeman fan, but just, he's a good kid. His wife still teaches over there with Laura, you know, yeah. at, at Camp Creek. And he wrote Matt, thanks man. But he's just, Atlanta's going to be in for something special. He's, he's, he's a down to earth guy. So is, so is Jeff. Um, and they 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 haven't lost sec, um, sight of their roots. You know, they might live in a different world now, but they still have that. Uh, I think one of them said Jeffrey Korsbaum taught Matt Olson. Is that right? Or uh, they're Something educators. Like yeah. Yes, they're
1: all educators. Yeah, yes. so it's,
2: it was it was interesting. Yeah. But I just think the roots that Lilburn has – uh, they carry with them to this day, yeah. and I, they don't get too too high in themselves because of where they came from. That's it. That's well,
0: it. And I and I totally agree, Ryan. And it's just like you know, with what Ryan does, Ryan Queen, um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a special place. And and Chan said that a couple of weeks ago when we talked to him about just uh, Chan Brown, the coach of the mm-hmm. Panthers, just about what a special place this is. And and you have a lot to do with that. And I know you don't consider yourself a hero, but we do. And we just appreciate what you do, and I cannot imagine some of the challenges that you have. I don't know if you want to talk about those, um, but I, I always tell Ryan I would be rather be alive today with all our technology and everything, mm-hmm. and I know it does present some challenges with the kids, but uh, two things I want to talk about are you know some of the special kids that you see come through. Mm-hmm. And also what are some of the challenges you face? And maybe we, maybe this, this goes out to some of the parents so they can
1: try to figure out how to
0: help in that regard.
1: Yeah, well, I agree. Um, this community is a, a wonderful community, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it's not just the beginning of my career, but it's been able to come full circle to be able to come back uh, when I came back in 2015 to work at Parkview as the associate principal. And then uh, the just the wonderful opportunity and, and blessing to be able to uh, move over to Trickum as the principal when when Kay Sands retired, um, it is truly coming that full circle and coming back to just this wonderful community that it's always been. Um, you know, a lot of things that we focus on at Trickum is really how uh, good we are uh, as far as that goes. Uh, you ask the kids, they will tell you uh, that Trickham Middle School is greatest middle school in the nation. And uh, we say it twice a day. Uh, we live it. We breathe it. I think it's important that kids hear things uh, in a positive way and uh, they begin to repeat things in a positive way. Absolutely. Because then they begin to believe things in a, in that same positive way. And uh, just like there's pride in your alma mater, you have, you know, your experiences that you brought back um, and that you take with you come from that pride in, in what you're in. And uh, it's about building that pride every day and pride in our school, pride in our community, pride in the people. Um, so that's, that's kind of our, our, our motto. We're the greatest middle school in the nation. And, uh, uh, it was great today was, well, this entire month is all about, uh, the next crew. So the rising sixth grade students from our four elementary schools, uh, this month is all that prep work. So today we had two of those schools in the building. And all these fifth graders coming in the building and getting excited to see the big old middle school. Uh, but even today, uh, when we asked them where they were, they were able to repeat, We're at the greatest middle school in the nation. And that's, that's awesome. great that they know that. And I'm, I'm going to jump Absolutely. in,
2: Joe. When I was doing some of my doctoral classes, Ryan was kind enough to let me sit in uh, with his administration and different teams for, for a couple of my classes. And, um, just very well run. I mean, I've seen a lot of things at different schools. We're, we're blessed to have a lot. Of, I'm talking about Gwinnett, a lot of great principals. But uh, what he does, and when I say that, he's all about the team and empowering the team to do their jobs. But the most important thing, he continues to bring it back to we're focused on the student. And so many schools, I'm like, why are we doing these things if it's not impacting the student? We're in the business of the student business. Sure. And where we're in, and Ryan's, you know, I'm, I hope I'm not putting words in his mouth, but he's always like, okay, I hear what you're saying. But how are we going to fix that so it's focused on the student? That's right. And yeah, that is, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk and espouse you know, things, but watching it time and time again, you know, even being a fly on the wall has been, been impressive. And, and your team, you know, as, as I got to sit in breakouts, you know it's not huge telling them that they're 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 100% on board and mm-hmm. i think people that weren't on board left a long time ago so uh it's it's, it's really impressive well really like impressive. anything you you know when you when you're blessed with an opportunity to be
1: able to sit in my seat and be a leader in a building and be a leader in the community um you want to build a culture uh that's centered on the right things absolutely and um you know, we have brought in uh, a bunch of folks over the years. I mean, as far as that goes, we're a large school. I mentioned earlier. 2,200 um, kids. You know, we, we have 185 people on staff. Wow. Uh, we got 130 teachers. It's, uh, it's a corporation in that sense. It it's is. a lot of moving well, and, pieces. And I
2: don't mean to catch up at it, but a lot of these schools, even up in the Brooklyn cluster, have two middle schools. You yes. know, there's not a lot of them yes. with feeding, you know, beside one grade difference, you're about the size of a high school. Um, Pretty much. Last time I checked, we were larger than some
1: of our traditional high schools yeah. in Woodland County. Um, yep. Larger than all the specialty high schools, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's there's a lot of me moving Pete, and you can't do it yourself. You got to be able to to set that vision, uh, begin to create that culture, but you need the people uh, to, to do that. And we have great people. We have gra- I have a great team that assists. I have great teachers, um, and To go back around, I say all the time, it's the greatest middle school in the nation. And when people challenge me as to, well, why? It was great. I had a group of sixth grade kids uh, a couple months ago. They were writing an argumentative uh, essay in their sixth grade language arts. And one of the kids asked, you know, I keep hearing this, that this is the greatest middle school in the nation but I don't have any evidence. of this. Where's the evidence? And so the teacher reached out to me and asked if I could provide some evidence of this claim that I'm making. It's all about argumentative writing. Right. And uh, I said, better yet, I'm going to show up.
2: And so I figured
1: you'd enjoy that. So I showed up to class and I, we talked about evidence and this and that. And I said, you know, I asked the kids, well, what is your evidence as to why? And after I'd popcorned the whole room and they'd all provided wonderful answers that were very personal to them as to why they felt it was, then I gave them my reason. My reason is, it's the people. It's the kids in this room. It's the teacher in this room. It's the teacher next door, the AP down the hall. It's the parents that come in and support our fine arts program, support our things that we have going on. It's the community. Um, So my answer always goes back to, it's the people.
2: Absolutely, well, uh, and I think Joey and I would agree. Just as, <clears throat> as business owners, or what we do, it's it's the people. It's the people that we that work with us, work for us, as the, our customers. Um, we're all in the people business, right? You yeah. know, and, and and you know, it doesn't matter if you're selling bottles of water or widgets or you know, educating students. You're in the people business, and a lot of people lose complete sight of that. And well, <laughs> I say it all the time. As
1: you mentioned, the kids got to be the focus, right. and as the principal of the school. Um, you know, the name comes from the principal teacher in the school. Um, however, I don't teach a single student. So in order for those students to succeed, my influence has to be secondary. It can't be primary. Sure. I'm not teaching the student directly. And so how do I empower the people around
2: to carry that vision. I've been been reading way too much of this (laughs) stuff. You're a hundred percent spot on, but it just brought me back to like the last six months of my life. No, I absolutely. You're you're, but that's the most powerful part of leadership. You're empowering people to empower other people to empower other people. It's a ripple effect. It's a ripple effect. And you know, if it's, if it's all dependent on one person and one principle leaves and everything falls apart, that's not an organization. No. That's one person who had a good stand, and then, I mean, you know, I've seen it a million times. The guy leaves, everything falls apart. Going, well, it wasn't solid ground, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: I always say that I'm only as good as my um, my truck driver. You know, my truck driver, hundred mm-hmm. percent, mm-hmm.
1: because he's the face of my company
0: when they take product out to people. So exactly, it's, 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 that's it. You're, we talk
1: about our we talk about our front front office receptionist in absolutely. the front lobby, and yes. we talk with her about she is the uh, director of first impressions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, she is the maker of first impressions. It's very important. So no. I get it. Your your driver represents you, uh, just like they represent. you well, well,
2: if either one of those are really rude to a, a parent or a customer, guess who's getting the phone call? <laughs> you guys. That's because, it. Because I mean, That's you know, it. they're they're going to say, I don't know who this person. Th-. So by 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 not doing that, just. Uh, is a further differentiator, I think. Oh, yeah. Before yeah. I forget this, so quickly tell me, you got, I know, obviously, you have
0: a wife. We talked about her yes. a little bit. And then you have
1: two girls. I have two beautiful daughters. Awesome. Um, my oldest is a sophomore at George College State University. Fantastic. Uh, she um, is in Milledgeville and is loving it and is doing wonderful. Um, she's actually home right now on spring break. Uh, but, uh, she's doing fabulous. And then my second daughter Braylon is a sophomore at Parkview and, uh, she's been in the cluster with me at Trickham, uh, and now with my wife, Kim over at Parkview and, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Fantastic
0: Mm -hmm. to have the kids there as well. That's so cool. How about, uh, any, you want to talk about any challenges that
1: y'all face right now? It's just, is there anything? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, COVID, you know. Messed up the whole world, not just the educational world. Twenty-four months, but um, you know, there's some good, a lot of good that's come out of it. You know, that's um, what I wanted to ask you. Like, what are some positive that came out of it? I know there's a lot of negative because we couldn't meet
0: together as much, but
1: there's a ton of good, and and we're starting to get back to, let's say, some sense of normalcy. But it's a new normal; it's not an old normal. But um, you know, even when the shutdown occurred, um, it occurred over a three-day weekend. Teachers had Friday off, and then we came back, so to speak, virtually on Monday, and you know the joke has always been, "That's fine. Uh, give us three days." And as educators, we're going to completely change the way in which we teach. Oh my god! Um, just give us a three-day weekend; we'll figure it out. And that's exactly what, 100%. what happened. Y'all did. Um, and you know, to close out the 2019-20 uh, school year, that spring of twenty twenty, um, you know, teachers were all teaching virtual uh, from their couch um, and making sure that kids were succeeding. Um, We learned a lot in that experience so that we could come back in the 2021 school year where parents had choice um, and teachers were teaching dual environments at the same time, simultaneously. Uh, The term that was associated with it is concurrent teaching. (laughs) And uh, I'll be honest, there's not many teachers that would like to go back to concurrent teaching because it was – Uh, It was not sustainable, Um, but uh, as far as that goes, um, when our school year started in that year, we only had about a third of our students in the building, and uh, by the time that year ended, we only had 50% of the students in our building. It wasn't until this school year that we're back at 100%, which that's one of the page turners. That's one of the things that makes it so good is that we are back in person. We have been all year. Um, we were one of the first districts to go back in person. Okay, great. So when you talk about things like learning loss, you talk about uh, the kids are so behind. I don't want to sound, you know, holier than thou or better than them because it's a challenge everywhere. But I do feel like the kids in Gwinnett County Public Schools are better off because of being in the building as long as we were in the building. Um, And the work that our teachers have done because of the concurrent learning – and the learning that the teachers learned is now being utilized every day, even in a yeah. face-to-face environment. So the blending you know, we've had technology in education forever. Right. I, well, I became a technology coordinator in 2003. Right. Right. You, you know we've had technology, computers, access to websites and those type of things in education for a long time. But it wasn't until, in my true belief, the uh, concurrent learning model. That has really forced online learning from the everyday average teacher. Yes. There's been online learning for a long time. I mean, Gwinnett County's had our online campus for a long time. Um, but the everyday teacher was not necessarily... Familiar. Had the mindset or yep. familiarity with online learning. Um, but this year's been great. We're back in the building. We've had everybody back. We're, um, you know, everything is, is functioning as normal. We had... Ah, uh, band concerts again, course concerts again. like I said, we had our fifth graders in the building today for their field trip. Um, we'll get another group of fifth graders next weekend for the our next week for the next group of of elementary kids. So um, you know, all things considering uh, this year has been fabulous because we're back. That's yeah. Uh, you know we're back
0: that is so great. and and I'm glad to hear you feel like. You know, because like you said, nationwide, it seems like they're talking about how kids are behind. And sometimes you wonder how true that is. You yeah. know, I don't ever know what to believe, but it sounds like we had a little bit of better handle on it than other areas.
1: I feel like, you know, Gwinnett, if we're going to do anything, we're going to do it right. right. And, um, you know, in that sense, I think Gwinnett has been very proactive uh, with addressing that. Now, certainly we do things different now than we did pre-pandemic to address students that are behind. Um, last summer, we started a, a preview-type summer school rather than a review summer school. Uh, it's called Summer Enrichment and Acceleration, C. You can go out to C. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it was an encouragement for students to come in and um, be in that school setting and and get that constant learning. Uh, throughout the year, we're doing additional uh, things as far as tutoring and then access. And then, of course, as we mentioned, with the online learning, uh, our teachers are still producing a lot of stuff uh, from recorded mini lessons, videos, posting online. So even your everyday average student who is at an orthodontist appointment, they didn't necessarily miss class because it's still online. Yeah. And that idea of, of kind of that blending of I'm in the building, I'm learning with yep. my colleagues, my students – or I'm out of the building, I'm learning individually on my own, the learning is still there. You still have the recorded video of your teacher. Oftentimes that can even be better for some kids because they can pause it and rewind mm-hmm. it. Sure. You can't pause and rewind your live teacher in the middle of class. So uh, a lot of these type of things that we learned because of the pandemic are having wonderful gains post-pandemic uh, just to, to get more kids to learn and learn at higher levels. That's so, uh,
0: so good to know. What, um, give me one fun <laughs> fact about yourself that nobody knows.
1: <laughs> I know we had that as a preview question. Uh, so, uh, well, I'll tie it back in, uh, to the community. One of the things that some folks don't recognize, I, I, I kind of mentioned it at the beginning that Parkview cluster is the foundation of my professional, but also my personal life. Um, I, 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 I mentioned to you that I met my wife, uh, through my would be in-laws through her parents. And it's because she played soccer at Parkview when she was a student there. Okay. And her dad and her mom, like most parents, Ryan, uh, you (laughs) volunteer. Uh, Yes. And uh, she was a freshman, made varsity, and uh, Sam decided he was going to help out in the concession stand. And 25 years later, he hung up his apron and went home. Wow. So for 25 years, he – ran the Parkview soccer concession stand.
0: That is huge. That's right.
1: His oldest daughter, my wife, graduated in 93. His youngest daughter, my sister-in-law, graduated in 99. And in 2014, Sam hung up his apron and was done. But uh, for anybody who was involved in Parkview soccer over those 25 years, they know Big Sam. They knew that Sam's place was the concession stand. And as much as we gave him a hard time, that was his outpouring of volunteerism yeah. in the community. Yeah, that is so, so cool. And uh, I can't really blame him uh, because if he wouldn't have been volunteering, I wouldn't have met my wife. Yeah, that's so. That <laughs> is win-win. When, when. That's
0: a great story, man. I'm, I'm, I, I tell you what, it gives me a lot of confidence that you're the leader over there at Trickem, and uh, I just appreciate appreciate you being here. That's a great story about the community, and I just like I said, like we said, you know, two weeks ago, we felt like it's a great community to be in, and. Thanks for all your leadership and hard work over there.
1: Absolutely, I appreciate
0: but you having me out. Being a, being in charge of that many uh, teachers, which are probably mostly female, is probably
1: not an easy. <laughs> task. We actually we got a real good mix. Actually, That's we really do. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and
0: I know males are sought after for education, which is you know super great that you, you typically
1: have more come middle school and then especially in high school. I'm um, so, I'm glad you so. answered that call.
2: Gotta yeah, just some guy time because I'm so outnumbered in my yeah. house. So I'm good. <laughs> sir. I'm good.
0: I t- we t- we touched on a lot of stuff today. I mean, all yeah. that uh, all the technology stuff, which you know, both of you guys are so familiar with. I really appreciate the the talk, and uh, we'll just close it up. Thanks for tuning in to another ordinary Joe's Talk Town with Joey Chapman and Ryan Queen and Ryan Sowers. On the End Results Radio Network inside the perimeter roofing studio from the Country and Suites by Radisson in downtown stone Mountain. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thanks, Joey. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate
2: it.